This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to the Australian Hunting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network, the only dedicated hunting, shooting and fishing radio show here in Australia. If you'd like to find out more about AHP, visit australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. If you would like to email us, then you can go to the website and click on the contact icon. Or alternatively, you can email me directly at australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to listen to the Australian Hunting Podcast, you can visit the website and click on the archived podcast link. You can also subscribe to the Australian Hunting Podcast on iTunes for automatic updates. Make sure you leave a comment and rate us five stars on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. On Facebook, you can find us under Australian Hunting Podcast, where listeners are sharing ideas, thoughts and opinions, as well as photos and videos. Twitter.com forward slash AH podcast if you'd like to follow our Twitter feed. You can also check out my videos on YouTube under the name Aussie Feral Control. Alternatively, all social media links can be found on the website. Everyone knows I love my listeners, but I've got especially some extra special love for my donating listeners. If you'd like to donate or do a monthly subscription to the show, go to the website and click on the donate button on the right-hand side of the main page and show your support, which is always appreciated. That helps us keep the lights on in this joint and pay those bills. We have over 65 hours of free podcasting audio content to date for you all to enjoy. Share the Australian Hunting Podcast with your friends and family and get as many people as you know into hunting, shooting and fishing as possible so they can enjoy this fantastic lifestyle that we all love. So as usual, without further ado, let's get into my interview with today's guest. This is Rod Drew, CEO of Field and Game Australia. This is Rob Fickling from Beyond the Divide and Maroka 30. Hi, this is Col Allison, hunter, journalist for 42 years and a shooter. Hi, this is Russell Mark, Olympic gold medalist. This is Charlie Jacoby from Field Sports Britain. Hey everybody, it's Tom Knapp and you're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast. Bunny Hunter, welcome to the Australian Hunting Podcast. It's great to have a chat with you today. I really appreciate your time. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. First off, we got we got to say the Australians. We are, as we said before on some emails, we 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 love our hunting over here. The Australians love their shooting. They love their firearms. We know you went on the Sunrise program with David Kosh, or Koshy as we call him over here, and we just want to say sorry from all Australians because definitely we love our firearms. And uh, uh, the funny part about the interview that I saw was apparently David Kosh knows more about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, than Americans, well, according to him anyway, and he, and he knows more than you know James Madison, the guy who actually wrote you know, the, or the Bill of Rights and the Constitution <laughs> anyway, so... Um, right, we, right. We're really sorry about that. So we love our hunting. So sorry about that. Oh, no worries. I know all y'all are not like that. I know those aren't the opinions of all Australians. So yeah, no worries at all. There's always a few bad apples, huh? There, absolutely, <laughs> there is. Tell us about yourself. I mean, people that may not know who you are. I mean, I know a lot. You got a lot of support from Australians uh, over here in regards to that. Uh, interview but tell us do you hunt shoot fish or all of the above all the above yep i have ever since i can remember i come from a family of all boys except for myself and just was brought up like a tomboy and did all the things that the guys did so you know it's just something i'm used to and i love i thrive on that type of stuff so it's just my lifestyle yeah does your whole how did you get into sort of hunting shooting and fishing was it a family tradition how did it sort of get ingrained in you yeah it was my grandparents my great-grandparents everybody i come from a long line of hunters and fishermen so it's in my blood i guess you could say but my family growing up, we always did those types of activities. We're always hunting outside, camping, anything outdoors. You know, these days it's like 
kids are on all these electronic devices, iPads, TVs, phones, they got headphones on and it just, it wasn't like that when we were younger. So it was go outside or that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Do your brothers hunt as well? Your, your, your mum and your mum and dad or everyone in the family loves to hunt and shoot or? Pretty much. My mom wasn't much of a hunter, but uh, my grandmother would go along fishing and hunting with all the boys. So um, it definitely is a standing tradition that the women would do it as well, even back in the day when that wasn't um, so popular, you know, as it is today. Yeah, absolutely. What, what was it like? I mean, we, we are getting a lot more women over here. They love their hunting. They love their shooting. And it's getting really popular for women. What's it like growing up in a family of, of men that, that like to hunt? Is that, how did you, was, was, it, was it fun? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a little weird in school, you know, in grade school when the other girls were talking about clothes and boys and I was more interested in guns <laughs> and fish, you know, and, and what they considered to be gross stuff. But um, I'm happy with the way everything turned out. And, and it's really cool now that just in the last couple of years, it seems like this culture has been growing where it's it's good to go outside again and it's good for girls to be able to protect themselves so it's nice to see that type of stuff yeah when you were growing up let's expand on that i think that's great what what are your fr- i mean obviously you had yeah girlfriends at school or friends that were girls and how did you uh, how did they sort of take up you know that you know, oh you, you know you know you love hunting how did they sort of hunting and shooting how did they sort of take it as you said when they're talking about you know boys and stuff like that how did they sort of react to you being love your sort of hunting shooting and your guns well i never really had too many girlfriends i always kind of hung out with the guys i just naturally settled into that placement like i said i have four brothers and just always got along better had more in common with all the guys in my family and and the same in school. They were just, I was like the tomboy of the group. And, you know, I had a few girlfriends, um, but not many, I have to say. There's not not a lot in common here with with typical girls. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually been to, uh, you're in Florida, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been I've been to Florida. I think that was in 2009, I think I went to Florida. I other than the humidity, I really enjoyed myself. I was on Miami Beach and uh, certainly very, very humid over there, I can tell you. Yeah, it gets to the point to where it's nasty. I mean, 100% humidity is a little too much, but, you know, this time of year <laughs> right now, it's amazing. It's like 70 degrees every day with no humidity, just crystal blue skies, so it's been really good lately. Yeah, yeah I went down to Key West as well. I, I went down there and that nice. was... That, that that was really, really fun too. Took some jet skis out on the – the funny thing, the, the guy that took us out on the jet skis, he goes, oh, jump in the water. And I was like, why am I going to do that? And he said, well, it's, it's, warmer in, it's warmer in the water than outside the water. Yeah. I, I said, definitely, not, yeah, definitely can't cool off in the water, that's for sure. No, it's, it's hot as can be, but um, the summertime is perfect for jet skiing. It's great exercise, fun, can't be that. Yeah, nah, certainly lots of fun. Tell us about, I mean, we have a different culture over here in Australia. I mean, obviously, it's different around the world. Tell us about the, I mean, a little bit of a tradition. I mean, is firearms hunting and shooting a tradition of the United States? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that it is more so in the past than is is going on right now because we seem to have this nuisance of uh, liberal behavior in the United States, and it's becoming more and more, um, I guess it's more popular now to do things like worry about the mall and, you know, TV shows, American Idol, just, in my mind, meaningless garbage. Um, So, you know, back in my grandparents' day, it was more along the lines of, you work hard, you have, you raise a good family, your, your family was important and uh, outdoor activities, those type of things were popular back then. Now it's like I said, it's like rap music, uh, basketball, baseball, this, you know, sports are very highly, um, glorified, you know, uh, and it's almost to the point where these people are making millions of dollars to throw a football around. And a lot of them, 
their ethics are total garbage. They're beating their wives. They're getting arrested. They're mm. shooting people. They're going to strip. You know, it's like, and that's who these people are glorifying these days. So that's that's a little bit worrisome to me. Yeah, you talk about that. I noticed when I went on a, a recent camping trip only with a, a couple of friends and their family, they had their... Everyone was sitting around the fire, and instead of enjoying themselves with uh, you know, conversation, everyone had their face lit up with a smartphone, probably on yeah. Facebook. And, you know, it's just crazy, isn't it? It really is. It's terrible. I mean, those things are great. Technology, there are definitely advantages to it that improve our lives. But when you let it get to the point to where it's running your life and it's taking over things exactly like you said, family time and interaction between people, it's just, it's a negative thing instead of a positive thing. 100% right. Tell us, Bunny, what type of shooting sports do you get involved in? Do you just like firearms ownership in general, pistol shooting, rifle shooting, clay target shooting? What does Bunny Hunter enjoy? Yeah, pretty much anything to do with guns. I'm ready to try it. I'm all for it. Um, the only thing that I do regularly is clay shooting. We go out to, um, there's a little place here in Florida, quite a few, but one in particular that I like to go to. It's just, it's so gorgeous. And if you go on a weekday, you'll catch it with nobody there and you have the place to yourself. It's just, it's awesome to be out there in the wilderness and doing your thing, practicing, keeping sharp for hunting season. Yeah. What are you, what sort of disciplines in clay target? Are you sort of down the line, skeet shooting? Because I'm a big uh, sporting clays or five stand. I really enjoy that myself. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, you just you push a button, throw it in the air, I'm shooting at it. <laughs> Another thing that we like to do, um, I, a good buddy of mine, Mark Serbu, he has a firearms company, and he has an on-site indoor range. And so we shoot a lot of guns. Um, he'll make stuff, and we'll we'll test fire prototypes and just all kinds of stuff. He gets um, He's got a license where he can own full auto machine guns, all that stuff. So he'll he'll get stuff from like the Korean War, you know, ancient stuff that hasn't been shot since the thirties, forties, fifties and we're we're able to fire all this stuff. So my passion yeah. is stuff like that. Rare machine guns, you know, things from wars that haven't been shot in fifty, sixty, seventy years. That's awesome. I love to do that. Oh, it's, uh, you guys uh, and ladies certainly have the life over there. I originally saw you on uh, YouTube, I think. I must have just been – this is probably years ago now. And I finally – I saw your videos and I thought, oh, it's good women getting into sort of hunting, shooting and fishing and loving their firearms. But what prompted you to start that YouTube channel? Yeah, the main thing – it's been up for two years now, uh, almost two years actually, a little under. But the main thing that – it got me into it was seeing exactly what we talked about before, how values and morals are just on the decline and kids are misbehaving, not obeying their parents, women in the parking lot late at night in a parking garage, you know, with their face lit up by their phone, not paying attention to their surroundings at all, knowing all this crap that they see on the news, all the murders, rapes, you know, horrible things that criminals are doing these days that are, are very, you know, just it's going on and running rampant around here. These girls I see walking through parking they're the ones that stuff like that happens to. So the amount of activity I saw like that is what made me start the Bunny Hunter channel, just to get people more involved with outdoors, um, knowing what guns are all about, and women being able to protect themselves. Yeah, has it been a success? Do you think it's been a great success in you know showing people about firearms and getting more women into you know self defense, hunting, and shooting? Absolutely, I I was surprised at how well it did and and how much it took off. You know, I started from absolutely nowhere and just started putting some videos out. I actually started with campfire cooking um, because I wasn't. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I, I just wasn't so sure the right method to start out was, boom, here's a bunch of guns, and, you know, here's this crazy blonde with a bunch of firearms. So I, I kind of eased into <laughs> it, um, and people would notice, because I, I have a concealed weapons permit, 
um, always have a gun on me. And people would notice, hey, what what firearm you carry in there? What's that in your boot? What's that on your hip? You know, so so that's how it really got rolling. Once I saw the want and that people were into it, and that I wasn't really getting ridiculed for it, so that helped a lot. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. How did you obviously? We saw the interview with our Sunrise Australia program, which I think, I presume, was in Florida. But how did you get the opportunity to be contacted to uh, do a segment on that Sunrise Australia program? Well, like I said, the the bunny hunter thing really just took off. I guess the feedback I'm hearing is that a lot of people are noticing, you know, normally girls that are proficient with firearms don't look the way I look. And that's, that was the hook. You know, there always has to be a hook, something different, something that people are going to take notice of and, and want more of. Yep. So I think that's what all the attention was about. Here's this girl that looks like she should be a model, yet she's rolling around in the dirt shooting guns. So um, <laughs> I got a call yeah. from <laughs> a company over in London that wanted to sign me and and had promise of all these wonderful things that were going to happen. And me being new to all this stuff, I I went through a few people like that, and I, I trusted these people in London. And I said, sure, why not? Let's do it. Um, and they were the ones that landed the Sunrise Australia interview. I certainly was surprised to find out that wasn't their motive at all. Um, you know, they, they told me, they were interested in how I was trying to help women and self-defense and all. They made it sound like it was going to be me promoting Bunny Hunter. So that's how I agreed to go on the show. I get on there, boom, nothing like it. You know, he starts out with, you Americans are gun crazy and why do you need that many guns? I was just, I was blown away. And it was live. Yeah. This was all live. <laughs> I know. I can imagine it would have been very, very nerve-wracking. I wish someone would have known because it's very well known over here, the Sunrise, or in my opinion, as as many shooters in Australia, Mm -hmm. that especially the the male presenter, David Koch, very lefty, very anti-gun. And I wish wish I'd been able to have... Uh, you know, spoken to you before that and said be very careful because absolutely. I mean, the part that actually upset me the most was that he kept telling you that well, the American Constitution this that's not what it was meant for. I mean, what would he know about the American Constitution? What would he know about the Bill of Rights? I mean, he it's like he knows more than than you and you're actually American living the lifestyle day to day. So it, it it really embarrassed us Australians as as shooters and hunters and uh, we just, again. Again, sorry for this douchebag. That's all I can really say. <laughs> yeah, that was so incredibly unbelievable. I mean, for me to have gone on the show thinking exactly what I said, that it was going to be something positive and that they were impressed that I was, you know, uh, trying to empower women and not have women be victims anymore and that I love the sport of shooting and all this stuff. For them to lead me to believe it was going to be something positive and just to blow me away with that, I'm, I'm impressed that I was able to handle it as well as it, that I didn't lose my cool because that guy, for him to say what he said, that was just, man, I was like, is this dude for real? This is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what they meant by that. The, that's not what the founders of America meant by that. Really? Well, why don't you tell me what <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly, man. exactly. Too much. I know you really held yourself together very, very well because I knew as soon as we saw the, I saw it on Facebook because I wasn't, I don't watch the program because mm-hmm. I know it's leftist, leftist propaganda, so I don't even watch the program. Um, but when I saw it on Facebook, I'm like, oh, this is going to go very badly because I know exactly what that guy's like. He hates guns. Um, and this is typical from the leftist media, uh, greenies we call them over here in Australia, that want to ev- – they think ev- they think everybody can sit down and have a cup of tea and have a, a, a chocolate cake and everyone's going to love each other and we're all going to be friends, we're all going to hold hands and everything's going to be fine. But as you said, we know there's people out there. Um, I'm a big supporter of self-defense. We can defend ourselves in this country, but owning a firearm for self-defense in Australia – under our licensing system is not a genuine reason to own a firearm. I'd like to see that change. But it's great to hear you actually talk about that because how shocked you were 
um, on what what you thought it was going to be, uh, going to be. And it's good to hear that from sort of behind the scenes from you. Yeah, I all it did for me was reaffirm what my dad told me and taught me ever since I was little. He's told me, don't ever take any crap from anybody, no matter who they are, what their stature is. And boy, that, that lesson kicked in when he was telling me this stuff. Here I am with these bright lights, you know, on this show <laughs> live in, in this nice hotel in Miami, people everywhere just covering the place. And for him to attack me and for me to be able to hold, not only hold my cool, but let him know that he was incorrect you know, and still have a smile on my face. I thank my dad for that because that's the only way I got through that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I think you did a great job, certainly. Thanks. I mean, I think it came, ex- except for the way what he said, I mean, like he was talking for all Australians and, you know, he just has no idea. He really he really does, and it's just it thoroughly embarrassed Australians. I got a lot of emails saying, you got to interview Bunny Hunter. You have to find <laughs> out the story. Find yeah, out what happened. Yeah, you guys have um, been – so many positive messages and just so much support from everybody. It was to the point where I couldn't even respond to everybody. I tried to do like little mass uh, messages here and there, but man, you guys are awesome. Everybody came through and was fully supportive. It made up for everything. It made up for that whole experience. <laughs> As I said, don't let don't let this turn you off the uh, the Australian experience. You know, as a country as a whole, I think we're pretty good. We've got some good level headed people in the right places, but also too, we have idiots like David Koch who are mm-hmm. just really anti gun. And it's a shame, as I said, you didn't know what he was like. I wish I was able to warn you before that, but again, I didn't know it was happening. But uh, I mean, you did a good job. So, well done. Thanks. And now I know for next time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of that, I know you said you were involved with that company. Did you contact the company and say, say, you know, are you still associated with the company or say, you know, what the hell happened? What was this? Yeah, that was the first thing I did as I called them and said uh, I was completely ambushed. Um, Did you guys vet these people? Did you know this was going to happen? I mean, are you anti-gun too? Is there something I don't know? Is there some type of conspiracy going on? Tell me what's up. Mm. And they claimed that they had no idea about it and, so, you know, there's not a whole lot I can do. Unfortunately, I have a contract signed with these people right now, and um, it'll be up in another month. So I'm I'm hoping to, not hoping to, I'm going to really ramp things up with, with Bunny Hunter and um, go on my own, basically, and, and see what happens from there. I haven't really been doing YouTube videos lately. All that really stopped and came to a halt after that the interview because I was just so disappointed with this company that I put a lot of trust in um, and have turned a lot of lucrative opportunities down because I'm signed with them. You know, contracts are terrible. (laughs) I don't think I'll get into another one unless there is some serious (laughs) cash behind it because they, you know, I'm I'm a free spirit. I'm very independent. They tell you where to go, uh, who to go there with, what you can do, how long you can do it for. It's just, it is not my style at all. So I'll be really excited when this contract runs out. Absolutely. Let's let's talk a bit of uh, hunting as well. What sort of species? I know you you sent me an email about a photo on the website. We've got you know we've got big boars or pigs yeah. over here, whatever you want to call them. Um, what do you, what is Bunny Hunter? What does she like to hunt? Tell the listeners. Hey, that's my favorite, absolute favorite thing to hunt is wild boar. They are such a huge nuisance over here, um, especially the three main states in America, Florida, Texas, and Hawaii are just overrun with wild boar hog. Um, They kill over a billion dollars per year in crops. They destroy crops. They have diseases. They kill dogs. They attack people. They're they're terrible. So it makes it more enjoyable. And they taste good. Absolutely, they do. Uh, no, I re- we, we've got a lot of uh, pigs over here, goats, and uh, you know certain types of hunting that we enjoy too. But what else do you hunt? Just ju- just boars or pigs or what? Any anything else you enjoy hunting? Yeah, I, I hunt deer, rabbits, um, a, a lot of different things. I mean, my love is definitely wild boar because, as I said, them being such an issue, it's like a double whammy. I get good food, I got to go on the hunt, and I'm taking care of a problem. So that's definitely my top choice. 
Yeah, no, we, we certainly love our hunting over here. If, if someone wants to come over to America, I presume it's fairly easy to go to an outfitter, you know, to go hunting. Is it easy to go hunting in the, in, in the United States? It is. Um, there are definitely some states that are more gun-friendly than others. Um, Not California. But, yeah, California <laughs> is bad. Um, some of the top anti-gun states that we have over here, California, as you mentioned, Washington, D.C., has to be at the top of the list. Um, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. But there are some, some nice Wild West-type places where... They actually, uh, open carry is legal there, and, um, you know, they're, they're big hunting states. Uh, in a lot of places, there's uh, more of a certain type of game than there are population of people, which is <laughs> pretty funny, considering how overpopulated the United States is. But, yeah. yeah, you can come over here, get off at any of these places, and go hunting. Yep. What are some of the gun-friendly states in the United States? If someone was coming over there, didn't know too much, they want to they taste a bit of freedom, you know, to shoot the firearms they want to shoot, what's sort of some of those states that are really sort of fairly liberal in regards to, I mean, sorry, liberal, I'm not sure if that's a different term over there. But, uh, <laughs> no, very, I, I know it's very, Sorry. Yeah, sorry. We, we, we have a bit of a different term over here for, for liberals compared to you guys. But um, what, what are some of the awesome states that we should either move to or if we're going to go over there to experience firearms, what are some of those great states? Yeah, I'd say the top one is Alaska. I mean, there, there's, that's one of those places, Alaska and Wyoming. Wyoming actually has a higher population of antelope than they do people. Alaska, same thing. <laughs> the game runs rampant over there. There's there's a lot more uh, wild game than there are people, which that's so rare over here because, as I said, we're so overpopulated. Um, Arizona, Vermont, Utah, Kentucky, these are awesome pro-gun states. Florida, of course, is one of them. Absolutely. I went to uh, Texas a few years ago as well. I've been uh, to quite a a lot of states. I've actually seen more of America, I think, than my own country here, which is sort of slightly embarrassing for me. But um, I did some dove hunting in Texas and just had a great time, great people, very friendly went to a lot of barbecues at people's houses and it was just it was just fantastic. Yeah, Texas is one of those bigger than life states, you know. They they do everything big. They got the big cowboy hats, the big cowboy boots. <laughs> they hunt. Their logo is don't mess with Texas. If that pretty much explains it all. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great question here and it means different things to different people, but what what does firearms ownership mean to you? Well, it basically means freedom. It's something that I don't take for granted, but it's also something that I've grown up with. And, um, you know, we we talked before about I was wanting to move to Australia when Obama got elected in 2008. And the only thing that stopped me was the fact that I I couldn't continue my lifestyle out there. You know, the unfortunately y'all's gun gun laws are just not copacetic with what I'm used to. It's not something I'm willing to give up. Otherwise I I gotta say I'd be over there living now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially since nineteen ninety six, Bunny, we can't own I mean we can still own semi automatic pistols, but I mean pump shotguns, banned or I would I shouldn't say banned because if you got a genuine reason to own one, you're like a rancher or a farmer, then right. you can certainly get you can certainly get access to those firearms still, but for the, for ninety nine point five percent of the average hunters and shooters in this country, no pump shotguns, no semi automatic shotguns, uh, no AR fifteens, no uh, semi auto center fire rifles, no Ruger ten twenty twos. Uh, basically, we have bold actions. Um, we do have pump center fires, so like Remington 7600 and 7615. For some reason, the government decided not to ban them. Hmm. Uh, we still have lever, lever action, but, I mean, anything semi-automatic or, uh, and heaven forbid, fully auto, according to our government, uh, it's just too dangerous to own, according to our silly government. So, Yeah, that's so ridiculous. I did a little research on that, that incident um in 1996 that caused all this crap. First of all, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Port Arthur is uh, a touristy area. Is that right? 
100%. It's a little small island off the southern uh, coast, uh, or I say southern east coast of Australia. I live in, I'm in Sydney, and then you come down to Victoria, the state of Victoria, and mm-hmm. then just off the coast of Victoria, you've got uh, Tasmania. It's a small little island, very touristy, yep. So the, the whole thing that drives me crazy about these anti-gun legislations, all these laws that they're making, this this person who went there, he he went to this tourist area. Tourists don't typically carry guns. You know, he went somewhere where he knew he could get away with stuff. And and there's no law that's going to keep a crazy person, someone that will go and shoot up 35 people. There's no law that's going to stop something like that. That's the thing that drives me crazy about these these laws, they don't make any sense. All they're doing is harming law-abiding citizens. The people, the criminals who are abusing guns and using them for negative reasons are the ones that need to be stopped. Not And the, the gun laws, gun legislation, this all stopping is law-abiding citizens. Uh, the murder rate actually went up the year that ban and was enacted, and it stayed around the same, which tells you that none of nearly one million percent of the guns, okay, they took one million of the guns, none of those were the issue. None of those were the cause of the problem. So what did that ban do? That ban just took guns away from law-abiding citizens. They took the ability of people, your people, to protect themselves. Yeah, and the funny thing is, too, Bunny, we, we don't have a concealed carry permits. We, even before 96 and firearm registration and licensing, mm-hmm. um, we, nobody would have had a chance to stop him anyway because nobody was armed. I mean, perhaps when he was in that cafe when he first started shooting, if somebody just stood up and went bang, bang, perhaps many people... Uh, would still be alive today. And some people can't understand when I say that. They're like, oh, don't be silly. I'm like, well, wouldn't you want more people to be alive if somebody had have taken this guy out? And I'm not happy. I wish someone had have taken him out. Of course. That's that's another valid point. If, if the laws had been the other way and granted uh, concealed permit weapons, then guess what? This probably would have never happened. It wouldn't have gotten as bad as it had. I know. I just—it really is a shame that one prime minister, John Howard, had a hatred pretty much for guns and decided to change the course of history in this country. And 18 years later, many of us are still fighting to uh, to get our gun rights back. So yeah, if, if you're planning on moving to Queensland on the Gold Coast, I think we spoke about before. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would not have been happy with the current gun laws right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, my but, buddy that yeah. I was going to go over there and work for, uh, he he knew how into guns I was. He was like, I don't know if you're going to be okay with this. Um, you know, basically farmers are the only ones that can have any type of rifles. So it just, it was too much for me. I mean, I've heard so many wonderful things about Australia and I, I want to go. I definitely want to visit either way. But um, yeah, to live there, I mean... All I can say is that I hope that something happens and, and y'all get your rights back. Yeah, so do, so do I. All right, we're just going to go to a quick break and we'll be back with Bunny Hunter in just a few moments. This is an ad for the Liberal Democrats. But the Liberal Democrats don't want me to talk about them. They want me to talk about you. People should control governments. Governments shouldn't control people. In fact, the Liberal Democrats think the less you hear from the government, the better. Unless you're hurting someone, governments should get out of the way and let you live the life you want. The Liberal Democrats. More freedom, less government. Hey, Mars, did you know there's a place in New South Wales that gun owners, hunters and sporting shooters are very familiar with? Of course, Jason. That place is Horsley Park Gun Shop. That's because they've been around for 30 years and have built a reputation for being the best in the business. They have an extensive range of firearms, ammunition, gun safes, optics and accessories for all your hunting and shooting requirements. And did you know, Jason, they always have bulk ammo specials? Absolutely. The friendly staff at Horsley Park Gun Shop are always there to help you and give you the best advice. Horsley Park Gun Shop are open Monday to Saturday and you can find them on the internet at hpgs.com.au. Come and talk to the team at Horsley Park Gun Shop at 1848 Horsley Road, Horsley Park 
or call them on 9620-1313. For everything Bushnell, go to Red Fox Outdoor Supplies online store. For a full range of Bushnell rifle scopes, rangefinders, binoculars, night vision, spotting scopes and Hoppies gun cleaning products. Red Fox are also major online retailers for the popular Aussie Maxbox brand and the rest of the innovative products distributed by Eagle Eye Hunting Gear. All at Red Fox Outdoor Supplies. So go to the website redfoxoutdoorsupplies.com.au or phone Greg on 0412-495-712. All right, Bunny, tell us, I mean, obviously we were talking about before being a, a, a woman in shooting and fishing and hunting. Uh, what's it like being a woman in general, especially, I mean, I would say hunting and shooting is fairly male dominated. Um, what's it like being a woman that sort of hunts and shoots that's dominated by a lot of men? Well, I find it to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, I get a lot of special privileges that the guys don't get. You know, when I, when I go to a machine gun shoot or if I'm out on a hunt, I see, and, and not just myself, but with other girls that are out hunting and shooting, you know, they're given, uh, we're given the weapons of choice. We're given, uh, if, if somebody sees uh, some game running and there's five of us with a gun, guess what? The lady gets first dibs. So I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your favorite? I mean, I know you said you had a concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Florida and concealed carry and what's, what sort of, uh, I mean, either a firearm that you own, what's your favorite uh, pistol to sort of carry under that concealed carry permit? Well, it depends. Um, you know, in Florida, it's it's pretty hot down here, as we talked about before, with the humidity and just the blazing heat. So I actually have my summertime carry and, well, quote-unquote winter down here in Florida. It's not really a winter, but <laughs> um, but for yeah. summertime, I, I carry a, a lighter gun, which is a Glock 26, a baby Glock. It's a subcompact, but it's very yeah. lightweight due to the fact that, you know, it's hot as heck. We're not, girls aren't wearing a lot of clothes. Um, so that's what I like to carry during the summer. It's easier to conceal. Yeah, exactly. No, so, yeah, um, gets, certainly gets, I hate humidity. I just hate it. But uh, what what about in your hunting rifles? I mean, is it, uh, you still live with family? I mean, do you still have a, or do you have a lot of your own firearms now? And you, have, you got, have you got any favorites amongst the ones that you own? Yeah, I have quite a few guns. I mean, I would like to have more, but I have this problem where I feel like uh, the certain certain brands, the certain amount of money that you spend, you're using something that has the potential to malfunction. And I don't see this as a venue where you want to skimp on money. So I tend to spend quite a bit of money on the the different firearms that I have. So that leads me to the point to where I only have 12 (laughs) and I'd like to have 40, but you know, I haven't won the lottery yet. So slowly, but surely building that stockpile up. But yeah, I have uh, my favorite gun to hunt with is an AR-15, the black rifle. And that's that's because, um, you know, they, they take silencers and when you're out hunting in the woods, you don't want to have ear protection on. And the best way to not ruin your ears is either ear protection or suppressors. So that's that's the main reason I like the AR-15. They're very accurate. It's just, you know, I feel naked without it in the woods. It's just an extension of myself, and it's what I grew up hunting with. Yeah, Australians have been, I mean, New Zealand have uh, very good gun laws over in New Zealand. They've still got all the firearms we had uh, pre-1996 since the Port Arthur incident. Um, mm-hmm. But we can't even, over in Australia, we can't even have suppressors, silencers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, mm-hmm. We can't even own those. I mean, it's just, I mean, most countries around the world that have, you know, legal firearms ownership. I mean, even the UK, uh, England, I mean, England over in the UK uh, is allowed suppressors. But Australia, apparently, if we legalise suppressors, every criminal is going to be running around with a suppressor. I mean, how ridiculous is that? 
Yeah, that's and that's one of the things they're trying to push over here when when they talk about gun legislation and uh, we need more laws. And as I've said, I, I will say it again: all those laws do is strip law-abiding citizens of the right to protect themselves and right to go out and hunt and do the things that they love. Criminals are just that; they're criminals. They're not paying attention to any of these laws. Nothing that any lawmaker is going to say or do or enact is going to affect the people who are using them in the wrong way. So until they can answer that question and explain themselves on that level, I will never listen to a word they have to say. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's funny over here too in Australia, Bunny, that uh, since the ban in 1996, I mean, illegal firearms, the prohibition on firearms or certain types of actions of firearms, I mean, the, the illegal price to purchase, you know, a semi-automatic or a fully automatic, heaven forbid for some of these people that think they're bad, I mean, mm-hmm. the prices are just crazy. I mean, you're talking for like, even just a, for farmers, even a legal AR-15 could be ten to $15,000. That's for a legal one. I mean, I mean, oh for illegal, goodness. you're looking at yeah, twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars for an illegal firearm. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Terrible. I just, I don't know what these people. It makes me question: Do any of the legislators have stock in selling illegal firearms? You know, what, what's their motive exactly? There has to be something else because it's not like I said when you argue the point to where. You know, when this ban was enacted in 96, guess what? The, uh, the crime murder rate went up. How do you explain that? How? Why didn't your laws help that? Yeah, and, and all that's happened over here is, you know, people have realized there is a very lucrative market for firearms, mm-hmm. and now uh, one guy just, well, not long ago, but within six months, I think, he was manu- manufacturing semi-automatic firearms, I mean, for the illegal market and selling them for a lot of money, so people are now starting to... Uh, understand, like 3D printers too, Bunny. I mean, our government over here and the police are are starting to freak out about 3D printers and everyone's going to start printing guns and they're going to start looking at, you know, stopping, not not stopping people, but, you know, limiting who can get access to a 3D printer. I mean, these people are just out of touch. They have no idea. Yeah, that's scary to think about. Bunny, tell us about women. I know you're a very big proponent, as we were talking about before, uh, women and self-defense. Um, obviously, you do support self-defense. So tell me about women and how important is it for women to uh, have a right to self-defense? I mean, over here in Australia, in uh, Victoria, we had a lady a couple of years ago. Her name was Jill Marsh. She was raped and murdered by a 22-time rapist. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And um, they let this guy out. He was a multiple, or more than a multiple rapist, and she was raped and murdered by this guy. So how important is it, and what can we learn about self-defense, You know, not only for all citizens, but let's talk about women? Yeah, it's very audacious of the governments to take these people where they know they're multiple offenders, even one time to do a horrible crime like that, I'm sorry, that person should be put to death there. If they can commit something like that, there's no rehabilitation. There's there's no amount of time that's going to make that be okay. If, if you have the mentality where you can commit a heinous crime like that, there's no hope for you. So those people need to be locked away. Now, you said 22 times, this guy? I mean, that's insane. The, somebody should be held responsible for that girl's death. And when I say somebody, I mean whoever the official was that let this guy out multiple times. They should be held responsible. He should have to pay, whoever that person was. But, you know, these these people are out there, and, and they are letting them do that. So it's important for women to be able to protect themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, whoever let this guy out, I mean, just and, and funny thing is women here, I mean, I, I go a lot on Facebook and women are always like, oh, ban guns and, 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 and ban, you know, why should people have guns? And I mean, like, why can't people defend themselves? I believe it's a basic human right to, for people to be able to defend them. I mean, we can't even own pepper spray over here, Bunny. Anything you carry as an implement for the use of self-defense is illegal. I mean, how preposterous. Yeah, it's just I can't even imagine. Yeah, I'm re- I'm really not selling Australia too good now, am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm wondering why more of y'all don't come over here. 
Oh, as I said, buddy, if I lived in Florida, I'm sure we'd be great friends because we just think exactly alike. I mean, it's 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 rare in this in, in Australia to have women that that think like you. I mean, it's just great. I mean, it's it's refreshing. It's really refreshing. Yeah, unfortunately, it's pretty rare over here as well. Um, I hear that a lot, especially from men, because men tend to know the world and tend to know the horrible things. It seems that women want to just push it out, uh, out of sight, out of mind. You know, they don't want to even think about it. We don't need guns. We don't need this. We, we, as women, need it more so than anybody else because a predator preys on the weak, and women are weaker than men. I don't care how much of a woman's right activist you are. You have to admit that a man typically can overpower women. So that's those are the type of people that predators go after, those weaker than themselves. So us being weaker, we need to be able to protect ourselves in other ways. Yeah, and and that and that guy that raped and murdered that woman here in Australia, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was a big he was a big gym junkie, you know, big you know, big muscles. I mean, okay, she was out having a few drinks. She was probably a little bit tipsy on the mm-hmm. way home. I mean, on, honestly, Bunny, what chance? I mean, again, we need to differentiate the difference between you know drinking alcohol and the use of firearms. But completely off that topic, I mean, what chance did this girl have? Uh, to try and get away from this guy. I mean, it's just, it really breaks my heart every time I see that article because, I mean, you know, what chance did she have? Absolutely none. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. And and the whole um, culture of, you know, this women can do what men can do. I'm sorry. I I don't agree with that at all. I'm a realist. I know what goes on now. Do I believe that women should be penned down in the home, you know, barefoot and pregnant? Of course not. But... A good yeah. place for a woman is at home raising the children, taking care of the husband. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't have to, you know, show our muscles and act like we can be firemen and, and all this stuff. That, that's <laughs> unnecessary. But, you know, women need to understand that. And, and if they did, maybe they would see the need for guns. Maybe they would want to have a concealed weapons for Because like you said, you got some big gym, gym rat guy. How are you going to protect yourself against something like that, being a woman? Well, the answer is with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, very true. Tell us, I mean, I, I know a lot of my friends, I mean, I know three of my very good friends, are, or they're members of the National Rifle Association, but, and, and I'm proud to be a member, a life member, actually, of the NRA. So what's the current climate like right now in the USA, specifically, you know, the attack on gun owners, especially by, uh, I don't like him, but, you know, by Obama and the, and the Obama administration? Yeah, I, I as well am a lifetime member of the NRA. The thing about um, the current administration is they are clearly anti-gun. Um, they've they've made that very present and and haven't been afraid to show it. Um, now the problem is the things that are happening. These crazy people, you know, these sick-minded people that are attacking innocent people using guns. Well, guess what? They use that all day long. They don't give a crap about the victims. They don't care about anything but pushing their agendas and their motives to get rid of the guns. So so that's the climate right now. That is a huge problem. These psychos go out and shoot up innocent people. They're, they're sick in the head. There is no gun law that is going to prevent. A lot of times, these people are stealing guns. They didn't even obtain them legally. So what gun law is going to prevent these sick people from harming innocent people? None. And we just had a, an, an issue in a rural area just um, just this couple of days ago, actually, where a rancher or farmer, whatever you'd like to call them, um, actually shot three people the other day. Obviously, there were some ongoing issues there. He shot and killed three people, and these guns were uh, mm-hmm. they were registered. Uh, so it's not just illegal firearms. There can be like what we have this whole debacle of registration. Uh, every so often, maybe once a year, there's no really. Uh, the police come to my house. Um, you know, some some people haven't had their firearms inspected for you know ten years. Uh, some people have their firearms ex- inspected uh, once a year. Just depends on the um, local police station when they can get time to do those inspections. But I mean, just goes to prove this sort of registration and all this crap does not do anything to stop people that want to commit these heinous crimes. Yeah. 
Yeah, if they really want to do something about it, guess what? Don't take a twenty-time, a twenty-two-time rape offender into the system and then put his ass back out on the street again. That, those are things they could do to prevent this stuff from happening. Not make gun laws and, and take it from people who are doing the right thing and just want to hunt and protect themselves and their family. No, I 100% agree. We're just going to go to one final break, and we'll be back with Bunny Hunter. Don't go anywhere. G'day. I'm Peter Johnson from the Shooters and Fishers Party, and you're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast. In 2015, New South Wales hunters will have an important decision to make. You can trust one of the major parties to fight for the rights of hunters, or you can trust the party that has been fighting for shooters and fishers for 20 years. The Shooters and Fishers Party are the only party fighting for our rights. So, in March 2015, please support the party that is supporting hunters, the Shooters and Fishers Party. Find out more at www.sfp2015.org.au. The Sporting Shooters Association of Australia proudly presents Australia's largest event for the sports shooting industry right here in Perth. The Shot Expo, December 6 and 7. For the true enthusiast, the Shot Expo showcases the professionalism and commitment to safety of sports shooting in Australia. Safety and training demos, ethical hunting and conservation, outdoor camping and archery, it's all on show. The Shot Expo, Claremont Showground, December 6 and 7. Pay on the day or go to shotexpo.com.au for sponsors, exhibitors and online bookings. Do you hunt deer and want to learn the correct techniques for a quality wall mount and premium eating venison? SSAA Sydney Branch provides hunter education courses to help you become a better hunter and to utilise harvested game in the most effective way possible. Course content includes gunning, butchering and caping from experienced hands-on instructors using locally harvested deer. There is no gear required and also includes a barbecue lunch. Courses are held every first Sunday of each month with an 8am sign-in for a 9am start. Course running time is approximately 6 hours and the venue is Silverdale Rifle Range. Cost is $50 per person so call Andy Mallon at Silverdale Rifle Range on 02-4653-1440 or visit www.sydney.net. All right, Bunny, what can people do? I know we're just talking about you know, the climate. What can people do? I mean, this is universal around the world. What can we do to make sure we secure our gun rights across the world and make sure we have them for, you know, if, you, if you're going to have children for our future generations? What do we need to do to make sure we're going to have it still? Yeah, you're right. It is all over the world. Um, I hear from a lot of people, the individuals that have lost the right to own firearms, such as the good people of Australia, they all say the same thing. Do not ever let that right go. They always tell us the same thing. Don't let it go. Um, the only thing that can be done is resist these people who try to take, you know, your rights away. Um, because once they're gone, that's when, that's when all the bad stuff starts to happen. Yeah. Tell us about, I know that we'll just talk about before, I was supposed to ask this question a bit earlier, but the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, unfortunately, we live under the monarch of England, um, which is just bad enough in itself. But anyway, um, how important is the Bill of Rights and the Constitution to Americans? I mean, even just me seeing it from the outside, I can see the passion from a lot of, you know, even if people aren't even gun owners, but they're very passionate about the Bill of Rights. They fought for freedom. So, I mean, can you just tell us, one, a little bit about the Bill of Rights, um, and especially mainly about gun ownership and how important it is to, to Americans? Yeah, that is something that, as you said, it's, it's very near and dear to all the hearts of the Americans. Um, some people with this liberal type of attitude and, and they want change and, and everything should be different. They're, they're not thinking along those lines. They think it's something outdated and it's old news and we need to get with the times. But I think a majority of the people really feel like this is what our country was built on. And, and it's true. You know, you had a, a group of guys that got together. They were good, solid people. They were in the military. They fought. You know, they they had families. They raised them correctly. 
these are people that had passion and and they made these rules to set for everybody um, in order for things to run correctly and for no one to be taken advantage of. The Second Amendment in particular, it's a, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Um, and there's there's a really good quote by Thomas Jefferson that says, uh, the beauty of the Second Amendment is that it won't be needed until they try and take it away from us. <laughs> wow. So, you know, that pretty really, much says it all. Yeah, really sort of just really hits home. I mean, I, I feel just I'm not even American, and I feel when I read this stuff, I think some, I, mean, I, I love this country. I love Australia. I love it's it's a beautiful country. But sometimes I think I was born in the wrong country. <laughs> you know, but also too, there's, I mean, there's a lot of media. But we've actually seen a lot of change. I think, especially, I mean, we saw. Uh, you probably know Pierce Morgan, the UK mm. guy that was on on the TV, and finally he got his bum uh, fired for you know just constant this constant rhetoric about you know, firearms and how they're bad. And eventually people just got sick of Pierce Morgan. Um, did you know, you're well aware of Pierce Morgan? Yes, I have heard a lot about that situation. And glad he was fired. I mean, people just got sick of, you know, sick of hearing anti-gun stuff all the time yeah, on primetime television. what he was spewing out. I'm just glad you guys uh, and, and, and gals over there have just, you know, been able to stop. I mean, you know, there was one guy even in California, I think it was Leland Lee or whatever his name was, big anti-gun proponent. Then all of a sudden he's caught running guns. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can't even make it up. That's the thing. It's, it's like we talked about. It's not even anything that makes sense, all this anti-gun stuff and, and pushing this propaganda. They have an agenda they have an agenda, and that's all they care about. They are blind to everything else. They're blind to the statistics, like what I told Kashi about, um, that more people are killed by blunt objects, kitchen knives being one of them, than they are assault rifles. And he looked at me and said, that's not true. <laughs> and I, I just <laughs> laughed and said, yeah, actually, it is. It's, it's a statistic, and you can feel free to look it up yourself. And, and it's true. It's right there on the FBI crime scene website. Um, more people are murdered by blunt objects than they are assault rifles. So, you know. Yeah, I know. We're, I just still, I still can't get over when he said, uh, like, you know, oh, that was that's not what the Constitution was meant for. I'm like, <laughs> I was sitting, I was sitting there, Bunny, going, are you, is is this guy for real? Are you? He is embarrassing this country. He's embarrassing gun owners. I mean, he didn't know more than the the, the forefathers, I guess, that wrote. I mean. To, to say that statement, the audacity behind that statement and the arrogance is just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I was totally blown away by that. <laughs> I, I can't even remember. I think I laughed when he said, I just, I didn't know what to think. Is it exactly like he said, is this guy serious? Is he serious right now? He's going to come over to this country and tell me, someone who grew up with guns and family in the military, and I know the Bill of Rights upside down and inside out. He's going to tell me what my forefathers meant by what they said? All right. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't worry. We, we were thinking the exact same thing. And I was just totally, totally embarrassed thinking, oh, my, is this serious? I mean, um, but, Bunny, if you could change, let, let's go into something very interesting because we've got a couple more questions just before we finish off. Okay. Um, what, if, you, if you could change one thing, you know, about firearms ownership, obviously for the better, I hope it's not bad, but something positive, what would you change about, say, either self-defense, you know, hunting, shooting, just in general, what's something you would change for the positive? Well, I I would make it a requirement for, this is a little off topic, but not really, anybody who eats meat, anybody who's not a vegetarian, I think it should be a requirement for those people to go out and do just one, just only one hunt on their own to actually kill, harvest, and prepare food that they get every day from the grocery store. Uh, that, sh that should absolutely be a requirement. And I think what that would do is two-part. It would get more people in the guns, and it would get more people appreciating how this food is brought to be. Because, you know, you got a lot of people out there spewing out hate 
for hunters. How dare you kill these innocent animals? I, I get that all the time. And my first response to those people is, so you don't eat meat, correct? And and they normally go, well, of course I eat meat, but I'm still saying yeah. that it's horrible. You kill those innocent animals. Well, there's a process. How do you think that meat gets neatly packaged in the grocery store? Someone goes out, you know, but hunters are doing it humanely. They're going out and getting animals that have run free their whole lives, you know, that doing it in a humane way, not packing animals together and then just going to the slaughterhouse. So if you want to look at it like that, people that buy meat from the store are actually committing uh, a worse act than us hunters who are out there getting it on our own. Yep. Yep, you're 100% agree with you. I've got a few friends that always, you know, their their wives go, oh, Jason hunts, oh, it's bad, you know, <laughs> but yeah. And, but the one time, Bunny, they did it when they were, I was over my friends at dinner time while she's standing over the stove cooking spaghetti bolognese with meat, uh, ground meat in it. You couldn't believe it, could you? <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. telling me I'm bad, I'm bad, because I not. She didn't say that. She goes, oh, she found out I was going on a deer hunting trip, and she's like, oh, you're gonna hunt the deer, and then the, she kept on saying about Bambi and all this crap. You know, I'm like, well, hang on, you're cooking meat, ground beef or mince meat as we call it over here in Australia, over the stove with bolognese sauce, and you're telling me I'm uh, I'm the bad person. I said, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> totally, <laughs> but. But he's one of my best friends, so he he's okay. But his wife's yeah, she's cool, but you know she just doesn't like hunting that much. But uh, yeah. you know, I just sort of I just thought it was funny. But um, tell us, other than hunting, shooting, and fishing, when you're not out just having a great time doing all that stuff, what do you like to do in your spare time other than shooting? Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, guns are such a huge part of my life. Either I'm I'm working on them, cleaning them, shooting them, you know, buying ammo for them, looking at new guns to buy. I mean, it, it's a huge part of my life. But I also really enjoy traveling. I love to travel. A lot of people don't like uh, airplanes or airports. Man, I, I eat that stuff up. I love all of it, every aspect of it, layovers, you name it. So that that's something I love to do. Yeah. What are what are the future prospects for Bunny Hunt? I mean, the YouTube channel after maybe this contract comes up and it, and it, it finishes off, what's your plans for the future? What what do you hope to achieve? And I know, is it above and beyond from here or? Yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, potential and, and dreams and aspirations for Bunny Hunter. Like I said, it just completely took off unexpected. And um, I, I think there's, there's a product there. I think there is a chance to to make a positive impact on the world as well as possibly make some money. So uh, we'll see what happens when this contract runs out. I'm going to really start cranking out the YouTube videos and and drum up some more interest, possibly get a, a, a hunting show. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, get some hunting gear out there for women. I mean, sky's the limit. Awesome. Bunny, to, to finish off, I know we are having a chat on the email before, but tell us a, a little bit of a story, maybe a hunting story, something that sticks in your mind as one of the best days in, say, Bunny Hunter's life. Just give us a quick one. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, I was out on a ranch. I was living on a 600-acre ranch for eight months, and we had these um, young dogs that we were training to catch boar hog. And there's a very specific process you have to go through. You train the dogs to attack the, I don't know if y'all have um, hunting dogs over there, but I'm sure yep, you're, yep. oh, good. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun to hunt with. Um, but the specifically the pet bulls are what we use to train to attack the boar hog. And we get them to go for the ear. So, you know, you go over, you train them. We're training these dogs four solid months, day in, day out, seven days a week. And finally, the dogs are eight months old. They're ready to go. They're ready to, to be let out on their own. So we go out on a hunt, and, and these dogs, as you can tell, they perk up. They, they picked up a scent. They start barking, going crazy. They just dive into the woods, and they're, they're running through the palmettos in and out, and then you can hear the hogs start squealing. You know the noise they make, this terrible noise. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and all of a sudden, the dogs are going crazy. We finally get to them. There's all kinds of noise and racket. 
we get over there and, and three dogs are on one 400 pound hog. It was about 390 pounds. These dogs wow. were just, the hog was shaking his head back and forth and the dogs were on his ears. The dogs are flying around. It was just, it was amazing to see all the hard work we put into training those dogs and just them go at this huge hog with no fear. It was awesome. Uh Fantastic. I'll tell you what, Bunny, you are going to make, uh, said, uh, uh, if you ever get married, I'm not sure if you're married, but you're going to make a man very happy one day. <laughs> I, can, I can assure you of that, so I can assure you of that. Yeah, single at the moment, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Some, I wasn't going to, but someone kept emailing me going, ask her if she's single, ask her if she's single. And I said, I'm not going to ask if she's single, you know, like that's just, you just, you just don't ask things like that, you know what I mean? But uh um, great stuff. I've really enjoyed this interview. If Bunny, if people wanted to you know, maybe email you or whatever it may be, they want to go on to YouTube, they want to go on to Facebook, give me all the avenues where people can sort of you know, check out what you do on social media. Can you give us those details? Yeah, everything that I do is pretty much Bunny Hunter USA um, on Instagram, Instagram, backslash bunny hunter usa youtube same thing backslash bunny hunter usa i'm on facebook um not doing too much on twitter but i i need to get more into it it's difficult to go from doing whatever you want to having people you know want to know what you're doing all the time so i'm, I'm making the transition i'm trying to keep up with it how have you dealt with that before we finish off how has that been you know find, finding you know i mean you're getting all this interest now. How, how, has that been hard to deal with? I mean, is it, is it surprising? Is it, do you love it? What do you, what do you enjoy? I mean, it's been interesting to say the least. You know, looking the way I look, I've always had a lot of attention my whole life, even being a little girl. So that part I'm used to, and it's not that big of a deal, but actually having to respond and, and you know, to kind of be, stay in the limelight has been a little difficult because I am used to just going off and, you know, going out in the woods for three weeks at a time and being totally off the grid. So, um, you know, that, that has been uh, a little interesting for me to, to be in the limelight. But, you know, as long as it's making a positive impact and the people that are I'm surrounding myself with are good people, you know, gun owners are good people. Hunters are normally good, solid people. So it's, it's definitely been a positive experience. Absolutely. Well, Bunny, I really do appreciate it. I've been looking to do this for a while. I know we've been corresponding back on uh, email, trying to nail down a time to get this done, and I'm really happy we've you know, been able to communicate today and, and, and have a chat about hunting and shooting and firearms and self-defense. And uh, as I said, if I, if I just want to leave you with one thing, as I said, is that Australians, we're, we are good people. I mean, that experience you had is not indicative of, you know, the general Australian population. I mean, you know, we just, we love our firearms and our hunting, like I said before, just as much as anyone else. I think we've got, you know, 23 and a half, 24 million people in Australia, almost 800 plus gun, thousand gun owners in Australia and firearms owners and people that love just, just they, they, they love this. It's a culture. So just wanted to say thanks very much. Hopefully you don't have a bad opinion of us Australians. <laughs> um, and just thank you very much for doing this interview. I'm sure it's going to be very popular with my listeners, male and female alike. And um, th thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was super enjoyable. And don't worry, I don't take that experience as anything to do with y'all down under at all. I know you guys are awesome. I have a lot of friends over there. And I'll let you know when I, when I finally make it to your side of the world. You've just been educated, and this is the Australian Hunting Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.